0: Ooh, I've been dying to try this place. Oh my God, me too. I've heard such good things about it. Welcome to the Crime Diner. I'm Cindy. I'll be cooking for you this evening.
1: Here are your menus.
0: Ooh, what are you thinking about getting? I don't know, murder with a side of cannibalism.
1: What about you? Ooh, that sounds good. I'm torn between historical mayhem and the social injustice maybe?
0: Oh, I just want to let you know that each episode comes with dinner, dessert, and a specialty drink chosen by yours truly.
1: Wine Dine and Storytime has had a makeover and we invite you to slide into the booth
0: with us at the Crime Diner where each week we will discuss a crime over dinner,
1: drinks, and dessert. See you there! Hi, I'm Dustin. Before we get started, I just want to say that this show is for adults and is about various TV shows available in the USA, so be sure to check your country's TV listings or streaming lineups for the content that we discuss. Also, be aware sometimes we use profanity or make risque comments during our discussion, so be sure to check the show notes before you allow your child to listen along or if you live in an area that prohibits such language. Listen at your own discretion. Thanks for listening. Now, on with the show.
0: Can you hear in the background?
1: Running up that hill. All I figured right.
0: I, I, I'd enter in style.
1: Well, that's why I'm wearing my Dustin shirt, the roast beef shirt. Oh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to Dustin Can Watch. Today I am here with Mr. Robbie Miles, middle grade spooky author and and teacher and big Stranger Things fan and that's actually how we met uh, through Stranger Things on Instagram and I'm just so excited to have him back again and we actually get to talk about the thing that we both love and what we have in common, especially, which is Stranger Things
0: yeah so I mean I'm so excited to be here Dustin's the best I love coming on and you know you're saying that now that we met through stranger things I'm trying to remember is that exactly what it was is that how we met yeah
1: you posted a lot of like stranger things stuff and I don't know why I was probably probably just looking it up or whatever right. bored during covid lockdown and at, or actually do we meet before we met before I think then. It was before covid yeah it was before it was before that it was sometime after so lockdown. It must have been after Stranger Things three, or during Stranger Things three, because yeah, I think it was. Years.
0: I think it was before three. To be honest, I think like two. Right had, I think it was right before three had come out.
1: Okay. We have really bad memories. I, know, I know. That's all right. <laughs> it's okay. But no, I know you had posted a lot of stuff, and then I posted some stuff, and you wrote back, and we just kind of went back and forth, and we just you know became yeah, friends. After the show, I'm
0: gonna go back and look, and we'll figure out the exact yeah. timeline.
1: Well, then I know that I know that I saw like the picture of you meeting R.L. Stein, and I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, that's awesome!" And then we started yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. writing and reading and whatnot. So,
0: and we realized we're like the same person.
1: Yeah, and we're yeah. like,
0: "This guy's awesome. We need to be friends." And that's <laughs> how it happened.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's that's a good summary, I guess we could say. Yeah. That. But now we finally, like I said, we get to finally talk, actually talk about the show on my show, which is awesome, and it's something that we don't have to look up and read too much about, or you know invest too much more time in because we already, you know, pretty well versed in it, I guess for the most part, you're probably more so than me. I know you're, you're a major fan of Stranger Things. I'm a good, decent fan. You are a major fan.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, listen, I I always think back to your, uh, your Demogorgon that you made. You don't sell yourself short, man. You got, you know, we, I remember we were talking about doing like a whole, uh, season, I think it was season three or watch party. We were talking about that and you were like, I had made this Demogorgon. You showed me the pictures. That was awesome. That was very yeah. Cool.
1: I made that like the week of um, Stranger Things two coming out, right? And right, because right. it came out for Halloween that year, and so I made it that week. And then we had a Halloween party, and that's what it was for. Because I made a stranger, an upside down party. That's what it was. See, so
0: see, I, you know, maybe we'll get into it later. But people ask me all the time, like, what's my favorite season? What do I really, you know, what's my favorite Stranger Things season? And what you just said, the Halloween aspect of season two. It, it catapulted for me, like and the nostal- I, I, yeah, because
1: you got the nostalgia in there. You got the oh, '80s nostalgia, you know. Ma- everybody Max, loves Halloween.
0: Max coming out with that Michael Myers mask, but she just yeah. scares them in middle of the road, like that. To me, is everything. So I, yeah. I, I, I love season two. That that brings back so <laughs> many amazing, great memories for me.
1: Yeah, she came in, and yeah, she's an awesome character. That I'm glad and they not, brought her. Not in. Not
0: only that, but if you remember, the Netflix put out their, like one of their first official trailers for season two had thriller. Do you remember that? Yes. And that, like, so this this is like, on, on the heels of season one, and, like, it lit, lit the world on fire. Everyone loved season one, and we were all excited for season two, and then they, they dropped this season two trailer with Thriller, and I was like, this is going to be sensational. I was like, this... Didn't it the- end
1: with the whole Vincent Price laugh at the end? Yes, yeah. Okay. Like, they, they, they,
0: they, he did the, like, the entire spiel in the trailer.
1: Yes, okay. It
0: wasn't just the laugh. It was, like, the whole, the whole... Thing. It was awesome, <laughs> and like they had like the synth going on in the background, and it wasn't like it wasn't like Thriller taken like specifically from the song. It was like they they like remixed it a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, I just remember like watching that. I actually submitted a, um, a you know before Don't Call came out. They there was like a, uh, a magazine that was doing a one of the first things I ever submitted for publication. They were doing, you know, a submission. Just review anything you want. Send it to us. You know, if you want to write for, write for our magazine. I didn't get the part, but I ended up doing a review of the Stranger Things trailer with Thriller, and I sent <laughs> it into this magazine. I didn't get it,
1: but oh well, that's kind of sad that you didn't get it. You should have. I no, know, I
0: know, but that's all right. That's why that trailer was everything to me.
1: It's okay it's all right we're gonna be okay <laughs> because mm-hmm. we got we got stranger things four finally yeah. after what two and a half three years almost oh
0: gosh yes Until we
1: finally got it and i mean luckily they filmed it in enough times the kids don't look like they've grown up too much well except for erica she's she's definitely not 11 but oh, okay. <laughs> she's definitely not 11 years old well you, you but, can't tell america without erica i know you can't you cannot But uh, yeah, I'm I got I'm just so excited about the season and I keep every day I see something new posted about it or somebody's cool new meme they put out or like the one I shared with you earlier with everybody in, you know, old age aged up. And um, that was pretty fun. And
0: I uh, I think that's one of the things that makes the show so unique is that every season has has such such it brings up, you know, so many new intricate like stories. Things to like get excited about, you know, like the memes and all this stuff. There's just so much to be excited about in every season, you know?
1: Yeah. And the different era, I mean, it's not, if you think about it, each season kind of it feels like its own era, even though they're only supposed to be a year apart. And it just all, they all have like a different feel. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, you get the first one, the first season. Okay. We'll get into the seasons now, actually. Let's just go ahead and break okay. them down. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about season one, which was in two, came out in July of 2016, and I dubbed it as A Missing Boy and a Crew Cut Girl. Which um, I love,
0: by the way. I told you before, but I love your uh, your summary titles for the season. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, thank you. Um, so, yeah, the first season was it had a whole air of mystery. We didn't know what the hell the show was about. We didn't know what the characters. It had that kind of dark feel to it because it was so new and we hadn't seen anything like it before. And I remember when I watched it, it was before people started talking about it. Like it came out, and the weekend it came out is when I watched it, and then it started picking up pace, and everybody was like, oh my god, you got to watch this show. So yeah, season one's feel, you know, it was new, it was crisp, it was uh, uncharted waters type of thing, and it just felt so cool because it felt like it was it came from the '80s, like it felt like something that had been filmed in the '80s. And they plucked it out and it's like they, oh, well, this movie was too long. So we just held on to it. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, let's release this in eight episodes. And, you know, it it just felt so cool. I liked it a lot. I don't know. I don't know about you, but that, how that made you feel. But
0: yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, I being such a, you know, being a writer and being such a horror fan, you know, you've got you've seen my horror movie collection. You know, it's my everything. It, it was so cool to have a show that was like, so sci-fi-ish and so creepy, but, like, it kept that same, you know, it, it was centered around kids, you know, and, like, it had mm-hmm. that childhood element, which, you know, I love. I, I write middle grade fiction and to have a show that was so um, unique in, in that way and, like, you know, obviously season one was excellent, but season two was a really trans- morphed it for me, you know, and transformed yeah. into this this thing where all of a sudden I knew this was going to be, like, this catastrophic sensational like dent in our society for years to come you know like this is going to be a mark on our society. i mean this is trainer thing is going to be the show that our kids talk about or like that the next generation talks about you know to to, in comparison
1: to the new things that are going to be coming out eventually yeah right
0: i mean to me it's i mean i think it's like the highest grossing netflix show of all time right
1: oh yeah totally yeah they spent so like you, what was it thirty million an episode for this season for Stranger Things four yeah
0: so you think something about, like that you know, the fact that it's a sci fi show doing that and sci fi
1: horror, horror dramedy and,
0: yeah and not, not only that but working in a school you know I the kids are obsessed with it like these are seventh grade students who are literally like they come up to me every day to talk about it <laughs> and um, yeah man it really took the world by storm so that that, that season one you know it, it really. Was incredible, but season two was really where it just entered a new stratosphere for me.
1: Yeah, and I think the only thing that really compared to it in the beginning because Super Eight had come out like a year or two before, yes. yep, and or a couple maybe even more than that actually, and that was yeah, probably was I was like years. this kind of yeah. feels like Super Eight, and it has that kind of same feel. They're they're not the same at all, but I mean, there's similar vibes to it. You got the group of kids, you got kind of alien monster in Super Eight. You've got you know the whole. Um, kids doing with the parent, you know, and th- the parents do off doing this, and the kids over here doing this, and and then they kind of all converge together at the end, which was great. And I, I, you know, I don't want to say that. I know Stranger thing isn't a copy of it because they've had this idea for a while, but it just it, it was really neat how those kind of came out just a few years apart, and how they both have been in the process for a while. I don't know. Um, yeah. And
0: also, you know, I, there's a, there's a, like a interesting like thing that has happened when season one came out, where it's like you know, timing is everything. And like there there was this building of like the nerd life. Right. And this like growing mm-hmm. sense of like nerd life amongst everyone in the world. Like it was back, you know, like being a nerd is cool, you know. And for a while in the 90s and like in the early 2000s, like that wasn't the case, you know, and like uh, the Marvel stuff really brought that back, and like getting into the comic stuff. But Stranger Things season one, you know, when they were doing the D and D stuff, and like, and that exploded. You know,
1: yeah, uh, they are. I had like, never played D and D at that point. Right. I didn't know how it worked or anything. And then after this came out, I was like, oh, this makes more sense. I didn't understand it. I didn't know what it right. was. Right. So when you see it in action, and you see like kids having fun, like, oh, this is e- it's not hard. You know what I mean? It's not easy. 100%. You got to keep up like, points and whatnot,
0: but. And, you kids, know, just, kids using their imagination and, you know, I have kids that come into school and they bring their D&D books with them and they sit and they and they they study the rule books. And, uh, you know, I played Magic the Gathering as a kid and I, I was a total nerd. And like those just those things coming back for this generation was all Stranger Things like that. that yeah. is absolutely. You know, I mean, you I still you, need they, to get the
1: Stranger Things D&D version right i mean they, they
0: sell stranger things d- they sell D at like hot topic like it's, <laughs> it's it's unreal like you know hot topic was like the, not that kind of a store and when we were growing up you know
1: and what's funny is that it you know D came really big and then like right after stranger things you started hearing about all these celebrities that play D. right and they right, had right. been playing it for years but they yeah, i guess yeah. they were like too ashamed or whatever to like say anything and like let's
0: like, 100% like let's be clear about something like yeah like again I played Magic the Gathering growing up I was a total nerd but like D&D was like the nerd of all nerds like if you played D&D oh, yeah. you were can, you were a- as nerdy as it gets so
1: like the well, fact way that more is, involved that's why
0: <laughs> right 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 with dressing up and so the fact that it is like the coolest thing to do now it you know hats off to the Duffer Brothers uh, you know it's awesome to see
1: yeah I mean and you know you have things like the Big Bang Theory they play d and D a a lot on that which you okay. know, Big Bang came out before and they played D&D on that before Stranger Things even came out but it wasn't until after Stranger Things came out that we really heard about D&D and what it was about and what people it popularized it and then that's when like like I was saying Big Bang they had a whole episode where I don't know if you've ever watched it but Will Wheaton is a fr- friend of theirs okay. Will Wheaton from Star Trek and Stand By Me and okay. he ends up having a private D&D game and he has like um, oh my god what the hell is his name Captain Kirk <laughs> William Shatner. William Shatner. I knew it was William something. William Shatner. You have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and oh. Kevin Smith and oh, Joe hilarious. Manganiello and you know, you know all these people. They definitely play because they would. Right, that's right. why they came on. That's what's funny. I'm like, wow. These, and the thing has been around for a while now, too. It's been a. Oh a yeah, yeah. So you know, I think that's really cool, and I love how it just changed the trajectory of nerddom. Going forward, you know,
0: and I I think that just goes to you know, it it speaks a lot about the show itself. And part, I think, part of the reason why people love the show so much and why season one took off so much is because it, it, you know, it, it, I think it's the feel, you know, being in that basement playing games. I think that resonated with so many people, you know, Mm -hmm. and so many people of my generation that did that growing up, like being a child of the early nineties and sitting in basements, playing games, you know, playing card games, doing all this stuff, being a nerd, it, it struck all of our, our, our courts so well, ordering pizza, you know, like you think back to ET and that first scene of ET, I don't know if you remember, and they're mm-hmm. sitting, they're sitting playing cards, ordering pizza in the basement. I mean, that that was really my childhood. Me and all my friends, every, every day, we just sit in the basement, play games. And, um, it also struck a chord with the new generation because it, you know, it, it allowed them to show their yes. nerdiness. And-, and
1: that's the thing. And the kids look like real kids. They don't look yes. like Hollywood kids. They're not all pretty and everything. And I, mean, I know Millie Bobby Brown is pretty and stuff. And, but I mean, at the time they had her shaved head. She looked so plain, you know, and she was yeah. so little, but like all these kids look like real kids, you know, Dustin's missing the teeth at the top, um, you know, and his totally. collarbone and whatnot. You got, you know, some of the kids look gawky and odd, awkward and stuff, and that's what I love. Even the teenagers, they still look like real kids. They don't totally, look like man, pretty yeah. people, you know. But they became pretty in our eyes because of their character and whatnot. If you think about it, For sure. and you know, yeah. you spoke of you spoke of ET and. There are so many shots that look like ET that that resemble ET that that resemble like stuff from Jaws that resembles stuff from you know Alien and stuff in you know, all these different movies they took from and they keep doing every season oh, they focus on different movies every season of different eras which I thought was really cool.
0: So you know it's just piggybacking. One of the things I really one of my favorite favorite things about the show is the homage the nods and the homage to all the eighties horror movies that you know that I am obviously a huge fan of and you know in in season one alone you know in their basement they have a thing poster up in, in the basement
1: mm-hmm. in will's
0: room he has an evil dead poster but there, <laughs> there are all these nods to all these great horror movies you know throughout 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 even you know again in, in season three but like uh you know the german uh assassin is literally the terminator and they do oh, yeah. all these things oh, yeah. and like it's just it's it just it really is a love letter to the 80s and all of us who grew up in that era? It's it's perfect, you know.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, simple, I agree.
0: Things like that, like again, like an Evil Dead poster, uh, in in Will's room. You know, it, to me, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Will's character. Of um, John- I'm sorry, it's in Jonathan's room. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Jonathan's character. It's probably one of my least favorite. But like, just having him have an evil dead poster like makes him the cool you know such a cool so cool in my eyes like he listens to the clash he, you know he has evil dead poster so like you know they they just they do a really nice job with the characters
1: yeah they do and they they flush him out so well to be so individual and everything definitely which i love with those little things like that that's that's what's really cool it shows him as kind of being a ahead of his time type of thing because that wasn't such a big right movie at yep. the time and then it became this cult classic so totally Um, All right. So like I was saying, season two came out in October 2017. Um, This is one where Will's mind gets flayed. So we meet the mind flayer and that's where it sets up the big arc storyline. Like we got introduced to everybody in season one. We got the upside down. We got a Demogorgon, which was just kind of like a generic monster of the upside down. Right, which
0: I also love. By the way, how like they've you know in classic sequel fashion, they've graduated the the upside down baddies, and yeah, you know it's gotten bigger and bigger. Which is I'm so just glad
1: cool. they haven't gotten rid of the ba- like of the Demogorgon oh, really? completely. Yeah. Like they've kept yeah. it around, which I love.
0: Absolutely. Although you know, without getting too much into season four, I mean that Demogorgon scene is pretty awesome. Oh it's yeah, really cool to see the Demogorgon finally.
1: Oh yeah, I see. yeah in full like swing, oh, not yeah. in like it's dark shadow setting, and moving around. Setting yeah, some, setting some people up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we see this thing happen to so the end of season one, Will had been in the upside down. He had had like the, the vine of, I don't, I'm, 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 it looks like that stuff now, but, um, <laughs> was down his throat. And then all of a sudden now he's like flipping back and forth in consciousness to the upside down and the, I guess, real world, if you want to call it, um, or our world. And this is where the Mind Flayer, which is kind of a spider-like shadow monster thing in the sky, especially in the Upside Down, has entered his body. It kind of takes him over and possesses him for a while. And we, this is where we learn that his birthday is March 22nd, um, <laughs> which it becomes not canon at all, or, or Joyce was making it up. And um, <laughs> by the way, you know your birthday? It's not your birthday. Yeah, um, and, uh, you know, we we found out all this cool stuff. And this is kind of where it starts off the big arc. And you think, oh, you know, oh, they've got rid of it. But at the end, they throw the snowball dance. And then it flips to the upside down. And the mind flayer actually knows that the snowball dance and he's hovering over the school and the upside down, which I thought was hmm, with the whole, I- I'll be watching you playing. Uh, and yeah, like, that, oh. that, that I mentioned before season two is my favorite.
0: It's everything about it, man. It's the Halloween. It's the overall happy ending. And not that I like happy endings. I'm a big fan of sad endings, but, um, <laughs> just, just, you know, the moment, the realism 11,
1: factor of it all is that what, the what moment
0: that 11 walks into that snowball and, you know, I'll be watching you playing and Mike's just sitting there slumped over and he sees her walk in i mean that that is just it's magical you know and like it, it's it's such a good show on so many levels you know and it's like mm-hmm. it it yes the horror aspect is amazing yes the sci-fi aspect is amazing yes the characters are amazing but you have these moments that for fanboys like me and fangirls you know everywhere it it's just it really is magical, you know, like that Mm -hmm. music and everything they do. So, and like, you know, we talk about season four later, but, uh, you know, Max is seeing with Kate Bush. I mean, they have these powerful moments with music, you know, Mm -hmm. and season two really started to get those things going. Um, but even season one, like, uh, Peter Gabriel, when, when they find Will's body, I don't know if you remember that scene. And, uh, in episode five, I think it's called the body or episode three
1: or three, four oh, or five, the, the dummy body that they find. Yeah. right.
0: The episode's called the body and it, it ends with them finding Will's dummy body in the, in the water. And they're all staring at a distance and they don't believe it's real. And will will uh, Mike just jets out on his bike crying. And there's a whole montage of like Mike coming home to his mom, hugging her uh, Joyce and Jonathan hugging. And there's like a car light in front of them. And Peter Gabriel's We Can Be Heroes is playing. And it's just the music and the moment.
1: It's just incredible, you know? Yeah. They have a good, I, I love that soundtracks have oh. such a, sometimes just having a song and not score works so much better. You know, it just does. It gives you into that moment. It gives you oh, yeah. that feeling. You can relate to it more because you might've felt that way. listening to the same song at some point, you know, and, and or not that exact way, obviously, but, <laughs> but you know, something oh, you right. know similar. And yeah, I totally agree with that. So then we get into season three, which came out in July of 2019, nice. which was a, you know, I guess a fourth of July thing. It came out that weekend. And we had the meat flare in Starcourt, which I love calling it the meat flare because Great, that's what it is. was. Yeah. Um, you got Billy who ends up getting possessed this time by the mind flare, and then somehow possessing other people in the town to come and just dissolve somehow um into this big meat monster that is a, a, a i guess a our world representation of the mind flare, and the mind flare starts to really go after 11 and you're like oh the mind flare has got a beef with 11 right and so goes after 11 attacks 11 in the leg freaks her out and then suddenly she doesn't have her powers anymore and that's when you're like oh crap and that's how they distract the mind flayer. And then the adults are downstairs blowing up the machine. The Russians have to close the upside down, which will sever the connection with the, the meat flare. Um, and it's just crazy. And that's, you know, that time 11 isn't the hero. She isn't the hero in that season. That's what's weird. It's just everybody else is everybody oh. else is planning and working out, which was cool. I like that. Yeah. I, liked that I really term. like
0: that. they fl- And again, we said it earlier, but one of the things that's awesome is they flip every character arc on its head every season. Mm-hmm. and you know it's funny it's like i'm noticing other shows starting to do that also you know they're starting to pick up on that same idea of like let's take take these relationships take these characters and like flip them completely and like change them up you know like people dig that
1: yeah they get tired of the sequel or, or second season which is basically a sequel of the first season of shows like just rehashing the same problems or rehashing them in a way that's it's not the exact same story, but it's really similar to the original season or the original yeah, yeah, movie yeah. or whatever. And I get really tired of that. I'm like, did we see this last year? Did we see this last time? You know, totally, man. Yeah. And it just becomes so problematic. And the thing is, with the end of this season, you know, of, of season three, it's presumed at that time that hopper died and we're like what did hopper die he, you didn't see him die which is a big thing in movies and tv shows if you don't see him die it might not uh, have happened I, right i
0: never never at any point thought he was dead but
1: i didn't think they were going to kill him off that easily either but um i thought he went into the upside down that's what i thought yeah i but thought
0: something time travel something i didn't who knew what
1: yeah and so what happens is basically we find out that paul riser's character who has taken over hawkins lab has helped the buyer's family, like, all right, they want to get out of town. We're going to start over, start anew somewhere else. So he has given them a way to leave town, and so now Eleven's kind of an adopted daughter for Joyce. Now um, she takes her. I don't know how she gets the. I don't know how the paperwork works out, but I'm sure Paul Reiser's character. I never remember his name. What is his name? Is Doctor something?
0: Uh, <laughs> I'll be so impressed if I can remember this. I know um, if I would
1: have, if I would have known, I would have. You know, I. Oh,
0: something?
1: something like that. Sorry about my dogs barking. There's a Hello, no man worries. in my house.
0: <laughs> I really wish I could remember Paul Reiser's name. They mentioned it in this season a couple of times.
1: Yeah. No, anyway. So, It's no, it's no big deal. Um, So yeah, they've moved away. That was the end of season three and you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And that was in 2019. Now, I mean, there was a two year difference between season two and season three, but now there's like a three year difference (laughs) and it's like, oh my God. And now we finally see they moved to California, you know, all the, the brightness and stuff that Eleven had in season three where she was shopping, she was wearing girly girl clothes. She was starting to feel like an actual kid. And now she's kind of back, she's into a, a, a kid that's kind of, I want to say, I don't want to say grunge, but kind of sad and emo, you know, she's wearing, yeah, I mean, looks like hammy down is, clothes. Yeah. What's you know? funny
0: is this is the, the most normal she's ever been. And, yeah. it, you know, we find out it's not really working out too well for her, you know?
1: No, it's not. So yeah, she's now, I call this season Vecna be damned. Um and that's because we we finally we're finally in season four, um, volume one, which has majorly long episodes. Each episode cool. is like a movie almost. Um, I mean,
0: what, what was going through your mind when you first saw those episodes?
1: I was like, like holy crap, right? I mean, I, I knew I, I had read so much. that They said, oh, we were able to flesh out things a lot more. We didn't feel rushed. We could really like say we could really work on the character development. It gave us time. So that was a good thing that covid gave us. It gave them time to really work right? on and
0: it for sure. And, you know when you really think about it and them sitting down to write it and figure all it out, the show has grown so much and they, they just, you know, it's tough to put these characters to the wayside. So like the show has grown, like think about each different story arc that's happening all equally as equally important as the next, you know, and it's kind of been their MO to kind of get all the characters together. And I I don't know if that will happen in this season, but so far, you know, they're just kind of going with each narrative and letting it unfold and it, it almost feels like there's like four different movies happening, you know?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, Which totally. Is, Which they is, all have a different feel. Each each yeah. location has a completely different feel. So you Which, got you find out that Hopper's actually in Russia, that right. when that stuff exploded, I don't know if he somehow I don't know how he didn't die with that. It yeah, doesn't really I, explain it. Yep. I thought he was going to get knocked into the upside down, and there was another yep. portal in Russia, and he got picked up. I don't know, but that's what I thought. But that's not what happened. They just kind of came back, and he was somehow okay. I don't know how it happened, but he was okay.
0: Yeah, so I didn't really love that explanation. It
1: doesn't bother me, but yeah, it was kind of like okay, whatever, we'll go with it. And then so he ends up in a freaking uh, a Russian chain gang concentration jail camp, whatever you want to call it, and Joyce finds this out because one of the soldiers sends her a a Russian doll, or not even a Russian doll, actually, it's just a doll that has been cracked with a message basically with a kind of coded message, but she figures it out like she does because she loves her codes. Um, She loves her magnets and her, you know, (laughs) every season she has to have some kind of coded message she has to figure out.
0: Yeah, I've heard some people not love Joyce in this season. Say she's too comedic and she's not really...
1: I think it's getting there though. I think it's really yeah, good. It's, I, that's because of her, her and Murray bounce off each other. Yeah, so much. I agree. I,
0: and I don't, I don't mind because I, I love an Ryder. rider. Um, yeah. But um, I, I I hear people on that she she almost feels like a comic relief at this point, you know, and it's like she was a major player, you know. This is this is Will's mom, and she was so good in seasons one and two that it it is kind of a little frustrating to see her as like this comic relief, but her and Murray are great together. And I do think when she's back with Hopper, you know, they'll, they'll kind of do their thing.
1: I hope so. I hope so. Because they go and they go over there and there's a big to do and the plane driver screws them over to like, turn them over to the jail to the prison in Russia. And then he turns the, the guard that was trying to make the deal over. And so then, really? then yeah, was great,
0: man, I, I loved I love that. His name is, so
1: the guy's name is Dimitri, but it's also Enzo. <laughs> so I don't, it's two Enzo, different man. names for oh, this yeah, one character.
0: Enzo. Enzo is the guy, the prison guard, right?
1: Yeah, but they also, okay. his name is Dimitri, too. Yes, you're right. Yep. So, I don't yep. know. Or maybe that Enzo is his alias, or maybe that's it what it did. was. Yeah, yeah. But so, Yuri, everybody still calls him the, that.
0: The middleman Yuri, cracks me up.
1: Oh, yeah. He was funny, but then he drugs yeah. Mur, um, Murray and Joyce and, yeah, like, oh, crap, you good. ass. Really Trying to smuggle cool. all that peanut butter. As, and, as soon as uh, you realize this happened, happening, you're
0: like, what a dick, man. Oh, man.
1: You were cool for a minute. Yeah. And then so you know, they break in and then meanwhile, uh, Hopper realizes he's been put, he's been put in the position where he's going to have to face a Demogorgon. He's figured this out. He starts a fight where he steals a lighter. He, st- you know, they feed them all before they're going to go to the Demogorgon. So he takes some of the booze and keeps that. And he knows he's going to use it because he knows the Demogorgon hates fire and which is smart. He grabs him a spear when they're, you know, they all get some kind of weapon to fight with like maces and swords and axes and he grabs a spear and lights it up and that that uh,
0: scene is excellent it's so cool it's so excellent like i said before i loved finally seeing the demogorgon get its payoff and really shredding up those people and they made it look bigger too it didn't look like a smaller like demi-dog it it looked like a full-blown demogorgon like season one style like just shredding people up i will say another thing a little qualm another qualm that i had was again not a big deal but the whole hopper when he like smashed his foot thing. Oh yeah, like that looked very painful, and oh, I God. do not think he'd be walking so briskly after that. But again, it doesn't bother me. I just I remember seeing him being like, "There's no chance he's he'll he'd be able to walk like that."
1: I know he was trying to damage his foot so much so he could easily slip the thing off later right, on. Right, but right. it was kind of like what you know. Anyway, so yeah, so Hopper and Joyce reunite, but they're still kind of stuck in the prison at this point. And that's the end of their part in Volume 1. And then, so we have um, the rest of the How buyers. So we- How about that
0: reunion, though? That was nice.
1: No, that was nice. Everybody's like, oh, finally, finally, Jopper's back together. They got to yeah. get back together. Yeah, of course. So yeah, we're in California, and we're with the buyers' family, where we meet Jonathan's friend Argyle, who's made, he and Jonathan are now stoners, and they and Argall works the pizza place. Uh, was it Surfer Boy Pizza? Something like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he's got the long hair. He's indigenous. It looks like, and he's just really cool and chill. And he's like, "Well, what's up, bro?" Totally talks like a surfer boy, even it's though great, it doesn't look yeah. like, they're, like they're near the ocean at all. Um, and you know, Eleven is kind of a, an outcast. You know, all the popular kids. She doesn't know how to talk to people. Will is her, you know, the only confidant she really has. She oh, and Mike so. don't really talk as much anymore. She writes a lot of letters to Mike. Um, she's really hopeful that she can get her powers back. This girl Angela keeps picking on her and picking on her. She even embarrasses herself trying to like throw her powers out and throw Angela around in the court courtyard at school, and she can't do it, and it makes her look crazy. And that's I when
0: have, you have to believe that Angela's going to get hers eventually. Right? Oh man! Like, and
1: 11. that point when they went to the skating rink, when Mike finally shows up to visit, and they go right. to the skating rink because Eleven's trying to make it look like she's popular there, and everything's fine, yep. and then Angela shows up. And says, "Hey, friend, why don't we go skating?" And then they crowd around her, and they all make fun of her, call her a snitch because even though she wasn't a snitch. And um, and Angela and, and the friends, and they throw dr- uh, milkshakes on her wow, and ma- humiliate terrible. her. And that just and you start. She starts to remember getting taunted like that when she was little, and yeah. then she, it made her angry. So she goes and grabs a skate and bashes that bitch Angela's face in, <laughs> crack her face.
0: Eat she's going to use her powers eventually. I I feel it. She's going oh, to I want her
1: to come back and just throw Angela oh, yeah. against a wall just with oh, her yeah. mind. Just fling. That's have, what I was trying happen. to do, bitch.
0: That, that, that to me is something that they, they know we want, they're going to do it. Yeah, they <laughs> want, it we didn't this, forget about Angela. <laughs> it might be next season, but it's going to happen.
1: I would but love again, it.
0: Again, that, that roller skating scene. Again, you think about the music Tarzan boy, when they're playing Tarzan boy and they're just skating around. I mean, it's, it's perfect, you know? Yeah.
1: I, I so basically, it. Eleven gets in trouble with the law. She gets arrested. And that's when Paul Reiser's character shows up because the the government's looking for Eleven anyway. So he shows up to try to get her and help her get her powers back because he knows things in Hawkins. Some stuff's going down in Hawkins, and they're going to need her there. So he takes her to the middle of the desert. And it turns out Dr. Brenner's there at uh, – uh, yeah. yeah. He's back at the Nina project or whatever that is. And uh, by the way, I, I, I have Paul Reiser's name. You ready? Yes. Dr. Sam Owens. Owens. Damn it. Why didn't I remember that? Okay. Dr. Owens. All right. So good. Thank you. Um, yep. He shows up to get her out of police custody and, you know, gets all the, all his, her charges dropped somehow. I guess he has that power. And um, so they're, they're taking her back and she's doing all the lab experiments and she's doing i guess deep memory therapy and she starts remembering when she was way little probably like seven or eight and she's you know which they did a good job of like having a little kid and they like aged down her face and put it on this little kid's face it was a decent job totally And she meets this guy he's just this nice orderly guy and he's giving her tips on how to like control her powers and you see a bunch of the other kids you see all of them through what 12 or 13. And we don't see number eight. She's out. I guess she's already escaped.
0: I I share with you my theory. I'll get into it a little later. Okay. I have a theory about number eight.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, they all make fun of her, especially one of the ones who's like the most powerful one. She finally bests him and he doesn't like it. So they gang up on her. And this is where we kind of get that idea. Oh, this is why she freaked out when she was getting crowded around at the skating rink is because they did the same thing to her and they threw her around the room with their minds and, you know, hit her and crap. And then, then we find out that, the one who is the orderly that's been so nice to her is actually number one. He was the first, and we're like, "Oh, okay." And it turns out he's a little cuckoo. He uh, when, he's like, "I'm going to help first, you."
0: When you first see uh, the orderly, we'll call him at this point. Uh, when you first see him, it, he you know the first time he walks into the rainbow room and he's just like, you know, "Good morning, eleven. You know, I forget what he said exactly, but. You knew something was up. Like I don't know exactly what, but he, the actor, did a great job of like. You knew he wasn't
1: just a side character. You knew he was important, right?
0: One hundred (laughs) percent. And I couldn't pinpoint exactly what it was. I I really didn't know, but you knew something was going on, and uh, continued. And they, they knocked it out of the park.
1: Yes, they did. And so he helped, he's going to help her escape because he thinks they're alike because they're a lot alike, apparently, in the way she controls her powers and whatnot. And so he he figured that out. He sees something in her that's alike from him. And he says, I'll be right back. You go ahead and go escape. And she's like, I don't know. She's going to go. But then she's like, wait, something's up. So she goes and checks it out. And he is going around slaughtering all these other kids and other adults in the facility. And he she walks in like, hey, you need to stop. He's like, I thought you were on my side. So he decides he's gonna do it. He's gonna slaughter her. Now she somehow bests him and flings him up against the wall. And has, I guess, at this point, is the first time she's actually opened a portal to the upside down and has flung him into the upside down. Right.
0: Oh, so I didn't. You know, now that you're saying, is that
1: is that? I guess that is the first portal she opened. Right. I'm guessing that's the first time. That's the first time yeah. she really, ex- you know, showed that kind of power. That Somehow, right now for me, yeah, you're right. I don't know if it's a traumatic experience or whatever, but she somehow locks this memory away. And maybe this is where she starts to not talk because she talked just fine back in the day. But then at the beginning of season one, she's not really talking. And so I'm guessing this is like this traumatic experience made her reductive or whatever and just kind of stopped talking. And Oh, yeah. I didn't
0: think about that.
1: Yeah. So um, that's the only thing I can think of because people pointed that out. Why could she talk back then? But then in season one, she couldn't. I think that's the reason why she hid that memory. She didn't want to talk. It just made her mute, kind of, in the most for the most part.
0: Yeah.
1: So that happened with them. You got. Meanwhile, you got Jonathan Argyle, Mike, and Will, who has been painting some painting that he hasn't shown anybody, and he really wants to show it to Mike, but hasn't been able to. And then you know the feds come, and they you know they they start shooting up the house, and somehow they get out.
0: That that scene was
1: phenomenal, but was interesting. That was crazy.
0: yeah, what's interesting about the the painting is, you know, he has it at the airport and he wants to greet, I greet them, greet Mike with it, and he he doesn't. And I, you know, we don't know exactly what's on this 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 painting, but um, we know it's something that will worked hard on, right? And mm-hmm. you know, we know that he wanted to show Mike at the airport, but he chooses not to. And so I'm not exactly sure why he chose not to. Um yeah. but I, I do think we find out at the end of the season. You know, oh, yeah, and, we
1: totally will. They're not gonna teach yeah. something like that and not show it to us.
0: No, it's gonna they, be they can't do it's that. gonna be like the hopper letter of the season. Also, one thing I've been thinking about, you know, Max I know we haven't hit on Max's arc yet, but Max's letters to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm curious if we get to see
1: any ben more characters. of
0: those. And what's yeah. what's what's scary to me is that like, you know, at this point in time Max is alive and, and well, but um you know, I have two characters in mind that make the most sense to die, and we'll get to that later. But, I mean, Max wrote these letters, and, and it's not in S- Stranger Things fashion to not read those letters.
1: Yeah, so, like, or at least some of them, at least. Right,
0: right, right. So, like, to me, there's that big moment there where they're going to read them, and it might result in Max's death. I don't know. It's, it's scary.
1: I don't know. We'll We'll see. We'll see. But so, yeah, so they get out, um, they're driving around the surfer boy pizza. They bury this, this, this one agent that had helped them. He was a nice guy and he gives them information um, that leads them. Oh, we've got to find out some coordinates or or whatever, or, or, or we had to find an IP address. So they figure out, oh, we need to talk to Susie. And this is how they tie into Susie. They travel all the way to Arizona or was it Utah? One of the uh, two. Utah, Utah. Yeah, because she's Mormon
0: um right. that, and that's, that's the other thing you know i mentioned before the um the hopper the foot thing that i didn't love uh and then you know him the upside down and they explained how he survived but uh or you know the the uh ray gun yada yada but the other thing i didn't love and it was a big letdown for me and again we're talking relatively speaking here like of, across the whole season uh I thought Susie kind of sucked. I didn't, I really didn't like her Her in this season. She wasn't season. as
1: likable in this season That she was not the first, first season you're like, oh, she's kind of cute. You saw a little bit of her and then she kind of like, she's kind of a bitch. Like,
0: she's kind of a bitch. I didn't like her whole character story, like being in that house of like all the, crazy
1: kids and it felt like cheaper by the dozen
0: or something it yeah i just didn't buy it like and that was her mom right that like hooked up with argyle or like went to smoke weed with argyle no
1: no that was her that's sister her Sister. okay yeah.
0: i didn't exactly know so is the mom in the picture i don't i, didn't really I don't know we only
1: saw the dad right so okay. i don't know
0: it's just weird to me i didn't i didn't really love that story i didn't care they just like, y- they threw it like, in there because the whole who typical, typical mormons have a
1: like, lot of kids thing say it again so they threw it in there because they had the typical Mormons have a lot of kids thing. Okay. And, you know, that's the only thing reason why I can think of they had so many kids. But I'm like, why did we have to... I, we could have just gone to see Susie and not had all this extra stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah.
0: It was just a little upsetting because, like, Susie was such a great character in season three and at the end, and they had that big moment, and, you know...
1: Maybe they'll redeem her. Maybe we'll, we'll hope, redeem her in, in volume two. Maybe. That was kind of we'll a see.
0: letdown for me because, you know, I, I loved... Dustin and her story was so great. You know, it's such a cool moment. And it's just kind of a letdown. That's all.
1: Yeah, I agree. So yeah, they go see her and they're like, oh, so they figure out where 11 is. She's at the Nina project in the middle of the desert. And that's where they're next headed. So that's basically where their story leaves off. So finally we're at Hawkins and in Hawkins, things are going down. It's crazy. We've got, Cheerleaders and kids and every, all just just going, you know. All of a sudden, they're dead. They're dead. They they get flung up to the ceiling or up into the air, and then their limbs all snap and their jaws crack and their eyes roll back in their heads. And you're like, "What the hell's going on?" And turns out we have a new big bad, and which of course Dustin names him Vecna because he's a spellcaster, a cursor, or whatever. And they figured out this person is in the upside down and is reaching out to people who have trauma in their lives that they haven't gotten over or there's some kind of guilt that they're holding on to. And he's going after them and they're I guess somehow it's a weakness. He's preying on their weakness so that he is taking taking their lives. And in doing so he is opening up opening up small little portals all around Hawkins. And it's like, huh, why is he doing this? He goes after Max, of course. And that was
0: one of my favorite moments of the season by the way. When oh yeah Dustin, that's one of the best Dust- moments. When Dustin's says he's a, a general i forgot exactly what he calls him but he's like uh, uh he's like he's like a uh, level five general he goes think of this as level five and i'm like that is so cool it's like dnd like one of the more powerful pieces being able to open these portals you know that to me was very cool the way they did that yeah um
1: and I thought that was cool too. Yeah. And they all find out something has to do with the, the the Creel house and they try to find out what's up with the Creel house because they hear all these things about Victor Creel and he went nuts and killed his family and took out their eyes and and all that. And you're like, oh, this sounds a lot like what's going on. So they go and investigate. And then Robin and Nancy, they both go and they go to an insane asylum. I guess it was Pinhurst. Wasn't that what it was? And I believe they, so, yeah. Yeah. And they go to the Pinhurst and they see Victor Creel, who is.
0: Robert Englund and Freddie yeah.
1: Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger and they see was him. Like a he very did.
0: cool touch. And, you know, I remember them. I, I remember when that news had come out that they were going to, that Robert Englund was going to be in the season and yada, yada. And, you know, obviously being a huge horror fan, you could see my Nightmare on Elm Street original poster literally in my back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was awesome. I'm like, he's going to be a cool character. I didn't know the extent of what he was going to do, but I, the way they did it was perfect.
1: Him being. Vic yeah. I thought cool. he was going to be the Vecna character same, honestly, same, at same. first, but in a way it's kind of fitting what we find out about him and his relationship to Vecna. So totally, Victor Creel moved into Creel house, which was just an older house at the time. And they moved in as a family. It was his wife, his daughter and his son. And, um, you know, things started happening around the house. The kids started seeing things. And then all of a sudden, the radio would play, and he and people would snap out of it. And it was like "Dream a Little Dream of Me" or something like that, um, the the Louis Armstrong version. And uh, and so he tells them all this stuff, and they're like, "Oh, music must be a key, right?" So they're like, "All right, music must be a key to help snap people out of this." So we go, and all of a sudden, you know, Max has written all these letters because she's starting to get hunted by Vecna. You know, he's starting to see her. They see clocks every time a victim There's a clock and they see the same clock in the Creel house. So there's a connection here. Why is there a connection here? And so she knows she's going to be taking this when the letters come up. She gives letters to everybody saying, don't open these now. Wait until I'm gone. Just hold on to them." Blah, blah, blah. Leaves one for her. Her mom leaves one, you know, and that's when she goes to read a letter to Billy's grave. And that's when Vecna strikes and comes for her and they figure out, oh, crap. We got to put on her song. Like they, they get in touch with Nancy and Robin and they, we got to the put Bush, on her song. This, this the and that's mother. when we get Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush, which congratulations to Kate Bush for, oh yeah. I mean, she's making a, a bundle right now because oh, yeah. she owns all, every bit of those song of uh, that song. So, yeah, awesome Grace for her. her. You
0: know, it's funny. I didn't know the song. I had a buddy who did. I can't imagine a lot of people knew about it, but um, at least.
1: I did, but I knew about a different version of a remake version of it. And I was like, I I, I heard heard the original, but after the remake version. So,
0: yeah. Um, But uh, I mean, that that the show, this first three episodes were very good and very strong opening. You know, the uh, the Vecna method of killing really got the show started off on the right foot for me. Mm -hmm. I I love the gory. Very Freddy Krueger. A hundred percent. Yeah. I love the gorgeousness of the season. Even the way he comes, he, they go into like a dream state, you know, totally Freddy Krueger.
1: And you know what? Um, he kind of looks like Freddy Krueger mixed with Swamp Thing.
0: Yes. Yes. Agreed. There's definitely, this season's definitely like a Nightmare on Elm Street homage. No question about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, that scene, that's when all of a sudden you're like, wow. Okay. They're up to their old tricks again. Like this is excellent. This, this season's fantastic it was very good before then i was really enjoying it but even that, re-watching
1: that, movie, that scene i get goosebumps watching it 100 like,
0: man and that that scene you're just it leaves you like jaw open you're like holy shit i think that's the last the last scene of the episode right ends with max
1: she falls yes yeah, they get her out of it she's listening to run out the hill she comes yeah. out and like oh my god you're okay you're okay and that's basically the end of the episode I right think.
0: right right oh yeah i think maybe something else happens um but you know that that was so big that was,
1: that was like yeah. the moment in in volume one so then that's when the kids they all end up trying to figure out what they're going to do they figure out um they go and they because eddie's getting blamed for these deaths eddie munson. and there's he's eddie great, munson right? he,
0: he's he's fantastic
1: oh he's great but i love how he's basically named after eddie munster I know, yeah. I always, on, met, that's, I always You know I that's where it. they got that name from. Um, right. They're like, no, we can't name Andy Munster. Let's Munson. <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. I, I, in my head, I always mix it up.
1: Yeah, the, the leader of the D&D club at school, the H- the Hellfire Club. I also and,
0: love the way he acts. He's very animated, you know? like yeah. He
1: kills the role. Yeah. I knew that kid in school, you know? I knew that kid. Oh, he yeah,
0: was, for sure, for sure. He might have
1: been a nice kid, but he's also a little off. You're like, there's something off about you. I don't know if I could hang out with you outside of school. He plays, uh, <laughs> it. He plays it very well yeah he um, does, yeah he's awesome, so I think that uh, well, we have this whole thing where you have Jason the jock, which here let me let me just put this out there. My brother's name is Jason, my dad's name is Steve, and I'm Dustin, so it's kind of like, uh oh, I'll well, need is a Maureen, Maureen yeah. or Marnie in there, and we'll get it. you know, I'm not just
0: pass you guys, man.
1: I know they did. He does it, but of course Jason's the villain of the Jocks. He's kind of a villain. He's not like a villain villain, but he's he's a nuisance because yeah, he wants he, to. He's
0: like he's like the Billy of season two. You know, he's like the, the human antagonist.
1: Yeah, the one you're like, oh shut up. You know, he's the Angela he's like of the West. Mayor the in season
0: three. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so he his girlfriend Chrissy is well, the first the way, real sorry, victim.
0: Sorry to cut you off, but like. I I I love how they have these like one off characters by these big name actors. I mean, Carrie Elway's in season three, the mayor. I mean, he's huge. Yeah, you know, even um Sean Astin, all these huge name actors. I feel like they all want to be in the show, you know.
1: Hmm. Which is so cool. And they're all '80s related people. They've yes. been in mo- movies yes. since then and stuff like totally. that. So anyway, well, same was um. So Chrissy was one of the first victims of you know. Vecna, and that was Jason's girlfriend. And now he thinks that somehow he sees, you know, a kid getting um, Vecna'd, I guess you would say, um, in the lake. One of his friends, his Jock friends, he thinks that somehow, since Eddie's there, he thinks Eddie somehow has done this or made a deal with Satan to do it. And he wants to, he's basically starting a witch hunt in Hawkins looking for Eddie and the rest of the Hellfire Club, which Lucas and Dustin are part of. And it's not good for them. It's not looking good for them. So he's going after them and that's kind of like, ah. meanwhile, while they're at the lake, um, Steve finds out that, hey, there's a there's a portal to the upside down at the bottom of the lake. He sees it. So the three older, the four older teenagers, Robin, Nancy, Steve, and Eddie, they go down through the portal for various reasons. You know, they're trying to get Steve and then they get attacked by, I guess, demibats, I guess you can call them. And yeah. um they're kind of like they kind of look like uh Bats mixed with the alien thing, the face suckers. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah. A little bit. You ever see um the mist? Stephen King's the mist?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The bat things from the mist when they're like okay. cleaning on the door. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah. They clean
0: on the windows of the grocery store.
1: Yeah. So 100%. the kids all end up kind of like, "All right, crap!" So they somehow—I'm not going to get into them too much because you should watch the damn show and you'll know. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I mean,
0: if you're here, if you're here listening to us, I'm we're, I'm guessing you watched the show. already. Right? I'm
1: hoping you did. I'm just giving you a little recap, okay? So they all end up, you know, th- there's a meeting at the the. Um, Mike Wheeler's house and all the parents are over there. The police are there. You've got Erica and Lucas and Dustin, and they somehow hear Nancy, Steve and Robin talking because they're in the house in the upside down. But somehow we find out the upside down is trapped in time from like the early eighties at least or the late 70s, somewhere in there. And a lot of Nancy's stuff that she has now is not there because she went looking for a gun for protection. It's not there in the upside down. But it is in her current house. So they hear them, they figure out, oh, go to Eddie's trailer. That's where Chrissy was killed. You probably find a portal there and they figure it out and they get them through and there's that whole bed sheet rope thing where it's that's kind of cool how they're upside down from it each other. It, cool. was, yeah. it was really yeah. neat. Um but at that end of that point we see Vecna you know, just as the kids are escaping right before uh, Nancy and Steve go through, Nancy gets Vecna and he's in her mind and now she's trapped and we don't know what's going to happen with her. But the big reveal is that I think his name is Henry Creel. The son we find out of Victor Creel is the one who is O one, one who is also <sighs> the same as Vecna. They're all one in the same or three in the same if you think about it. Um and that's where we we're like, oh, crap, it's kind of got met on so many, you know, and oh. you see when Eleven had sent him through the portal, he gets struck by lightning and his flesh is burned off and he starts turning into the Vecna skeletal viny look. And here's the thing that bothers me that I, well, not bothers me. That makes me think so. All right, we're, we're done with this. Vecna knows that the teenagers are in the upside down because one of the bats sees them and he sees them through the bat. So which tells me that he is connected to pretty much everything in the upside down at this point somehow. Right. And so is he connected to Demogorgon's? Was he around the entire time? You know, obviously he's probably connected to the mind flayer, which is what Dustin said, that mind flayer was the big bad. And Vecna was just his general, which I'm thinking, or is Vecna the mind flayer at the same time? You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, I'm not sure Yeah,
1: Or, you know, is, or is, or is the mind flayer just kind of sharing his, or it's, um all seeing power of the upside down with Vecna.
0: well we do see that um that little you know there's a sneak a little snippet in in the trailer for volume two where we see this like almost cage like structure Mm -hmm. with like it looks like a piece of the mind flare in it you know there's
1: something yeah in in russia it looks like in
0: russia yeah so i'm not sure i think they're different entities um i think vecna you know is 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 probably the more powerful being, you know, but, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm interested, you know, and I, 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 I do think, you know, eventually that they're going to have to close all the portals to the upside down if they're going yeah. to stop this. But I do think there are more than one powerful entities in the upside down. I think the mind flayer can be its own entity. And I think Vecna can be his own entity in, in yeah. the upside down, you know, they're
1: just in cahoots kind of, right, right, right. Um, somebody i read somewhere that somebody said you know what i think going to happen they're going to have a big battle there's going to be some tragedy they're going to kill vecna but it still doesn't stop the mind flayer from finally coming through
0: that's possible yeah i mean and, I, I feel like season five we're gearing up for a big war you know yeah i don't know how this season's going to end but in true sequel fashion you know on episode season five i feel like the only resolution here or you know The only resolution is really to have a battle between the upside down and the humans, you know, and 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 11 or whatever, however it is going to be.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, you know, we're going to have to have. I mean, I'm just hoping to God that we can get this next season out within the next year because I, I want to see it, damn it. I want to see how it ends finally. I just yeah, want to see man. it. Yeah,
0: man. You know, I, I said, I, you know this already, but I, I'm super bummed that, you know, I leave. I, I'm, a, I'm a summer camp director and I'm going to be out on the road from June 30th to July 27th. So when I watch season, when I watch volume two, I'm going to be like on my phone on a bus, like watching. And I'll be At least get a tablet. <laughs> Make it a little bigger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, if I could wait till nighttime and watch it on my, you know, my my laptop in the in the hotel room, but I, I, it's not gonna be the way I want to, and that sucks.
1: I hear you, I hear you, but I mean, you can always rewatch it and get all the full effect later. At least you'll get yeah, to know yeah, what yeah, happens. Yeah. For um, sure. So okay, so everybody has said since the beginning of the season, even before it started, everyone is very much convinced that somebody will die. Somebody's gonna die, which you know it makes sense. You, you know, tie stakes, everything's getting big. And I remember originally you said that you thought Eleven was going to. Do you still think that?
0: Let me clarify that. Yeah, when I saw this question, when I was prepping a little bit, I uh, I thought about this, and I I said it to you. I do think Eleven's going to die. That that theory has not changed, and I feel strongly about it. However, it's not going to be this season. It's going to be it's going to be at the end of season five. Um, She has to. She has to die for this all to, kind of. You know, she's got. She's going to close the gate. All the gates whatever capacity and it's going to either kill her literally like it's going to take her you know she's going to kind of like flake like flake away like season one um and she's just going to be gone or mm-hmm. she's literally going to be use her too much of her powers and it's going to kill her okay you know? um but i i think that's the only logical solution to this is that she dies i think she has to but okay. as far as this do you want to talk this season death real quick
1: yeah so who do you think oh, might I, die this season?
0: I I do think someone has to die this season. Um and I do think it needs to be a a a kind of a major character. You know, Bob was one thing, uh Billy was another thing. Barb um, do, Barb, right? I do think there needs to be someone a little more heavy in this season. I I really my my first instinct was Jonathan because he just makes the most sense to me. Um you know, he uh I feel like between you know the love triangle between the three, this would prolong it, you know, a lot more. This would give Nancy a whole new level of grief where she wouldn't be able to move forward with Steve, and it would bring her her character to a whole different level. Um, and Steve would still not be able to get Nancy, you know, Nancy, because of the grief, she she wouldn't be able to be with anybody. I think that would make the most sense. But there was a scene in in the um in the trailer for volume two where Will and, and Will and Jonathan hug. So I, I don't and Will's think
1: crying. Yeah. And
0: Will's crying. So I feel like he's got to make it to the end. Um, now I think
1: so too. The reason why is because I don't think he's major enough. I really? think that he's too much of a side character. Like I don't, I don't think Jonathan's is as, as, involved in the story as other characters have been, even in the previous seasons. He's there. He's just, I don't know. He just doesn't feel like his character's really in it. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, I mean, this season for sure, but I would, I would definitely say that to me, if Jonathan were to die, that'd be big enough for me. I don't need one of the main four. Um, other than that, you know, I think the two characters that make the most sense are Lucas and Max. Unfortunately, you know, I, I, Or maybe Nancy, you know, I think Lucas, Max, or Nancy, because you can't have Dustin, you can't have Steve, you can't have Mike, and you can't have Will. Those are, those are.
1: I think there's a big thing there that, so here's what I'm thinking. So, okay, first of all, the the new trailer just dropped today, which is like a two minute long trailer for volume two. And in it, there's a screenshot of Hopper, like looking really worried. And he's got some kind of vice grip thing, metal thing to his neck, like it's going to squeeze his neck off or his head off. Well, and you're like, oh, crap. And then people were like, oh, I've seen this movie before. And it looks like the Demogorgon pinning down the Bob scene. You're like, oh, no. But it's a middle thing. I don't know what it is. If somebody's going to kill him or try to. I think that might have been something to throw us off. So I don't think Hopper's going to die. Okay. I do. I do feel like Mike might die. The reason why is because in this trailer, I did not really see Mike. But maybe once. Will's crying. Maybe this will be something that's really going to piss Eleven off to really make her you're be making, able to you're
0: making some good points. And not only that, but they, we can have the whole scene at the end where will kind of unravels the painting and it's him and Mike holding hands or something. And that that would kind of bring about this new this new level of grief for him. You know, yeah, we have that sad moment. You're making some good points, and I'm like getting goosebumps and feeling very sad about it. I know, I know. I, and the whole thing know.
1: they're talking about—we are going to address Will's sexuality. There's little things that Will has said to Mike about being scared to tell the truth, and he's like I think. And then people are thinking the reason why Mike hasn't really communicated with Eleven is because he's not as interested in her in the way that she is in him. He does, and he his excuse is like, "Well, you're badass. You're a superhero." I'm like, "Yeah, that's not the reason to be into somebody." You know what I mean? Like, I you can that. like I think, them. I think he's in love with her i I mean i think there could be some unresolved feelings with will you never know but we might never find out okay. because mike mike die
0: if he um, dies man i'll be devastated he's my favorite character and I'll, I'll really it i i get it and i think it's actually a good move for the show and be a of good
1: catalyst way. for especially for 11 and other things to happen so for sure for sure but um
0: i, I just I, I feel like i can't imagine the show without him yeah you know but um and again, you know, it's on the record, Mike is my favorite character. I, he reminds me a lot, not of a, not an appearance, but in um, in just the way he acts and his loyal, his loyalness to his his friends. And, you know, season two, when Max kind of joined their party, he just wouldn't allow it. You know, he, mm-hmm. the one line on Halloween and Max shows up and he's like, she's ruining the best night of the year. That would have been me. That, that was totally me growing up. Like I had the same group of best friends my whole life. And, uh, I want him to be us and just us and like nothing could ever break that bond. And like, that's all I ever wanted. And so I, I just, I, I see so much of myself and Mike and he's like this hopeless romantic. And like, I just, uh, it, it would hurt. It would really it hurt would just,
1: definitely would. It would be a stinger for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. So, okay. On, on I know. Um, <laughs> on with, okay. So do you think Nancy and Steve will get back together for sure? Or do you think it's just a bit a tease? I don't know. I I don't think they should get back together. No, they should just become good friends. You know,
0: again, I I would love them together because I, Jonathan's like one of my least favorite characters. So I, I just, I don't see her and Jonathan together. I just don't like, I see her and Steve together and it makes more sense to me. And Steve is not the same person he was in season one. So it would make sense that Nancy would, you know, rehash those feelings and um, she needed to get Jonathan out of her system. Like, it's good that she saw him. You know, it's good to date. It's good to, to meet other people and see what you want, see what you don't want. But, you know, there's no denying that, you know, your high school sweet- – there's feelings there, you know. And, yeah. and th- th- those feelings are not going to go away.
1: You know, I'm going to ask you something real quick. Kind of on yep. that uh, – did you think that Nancy, Steve, and Jonathan were all the same age? Because I thought they younger, were. Right?
0: Nancy's And apparently
1: – like Jonathan and Nancy are still in high school because Nancy's on the school paper, and it looks like Jonathan was going to the high school next to or going to the same place that will and eleven were going to i knew
0: I knew, I knew uh Steve was older for sure um that he was older when he was dating nancy uh she was I think a sophomore and he was a senior I believe
1: okay well, that that's I knew, weird but
0: i didn't I guess I didn't realize Jonathan was. What age Jonathan and had, I also I thought knew.
1: Robin was the same age as Steve, you know, no,
0: because she she had that. Um, she was still in high school when they met, I think, right?
1: I guess I don't know. I so much was I was like, who's what age? Like, like at wrong. yeah, I, I think Steve and Eddie are the same age because Eddie kept failing, so um, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the only thing that's probably the same. I just thought that was weird, okay, so. Other than that, I was going to say, do you think another character will have had new will have previously unknown powers that even maybe they didn't know about?
0: Like one of the main characters?
1: Yeah, I do not. The reason why I ask this is because they have been I've seen some comparisons to Henry Creel and Will. Okay. Saying they were both sensitive children and they both kind of kept to themselves. And, you know, there was a lot of little differences, you know. And then somehow the mind flayer was really interested in getting into Will as well. You know, you don't
0: really think about that because you're so focused on the numbers in the lab. But, you know, these are children who had powers from the start, you know. So it's very possible that one of the other kids could have these same powers. I wouldn't love that. I think it would take a lot of the focus off 11. And, you know, I, I feel like. The whole point of the could show make, is that, give her
1: an ally, another ally, you know. Yeah,
0: I think she's going to have eight, possibly. But um, I, I think the whole point of the whole point of the show for me is that they're normal kid, you know, like they're not, they don't have powers, and Eleven's just the savior, you know. Like I well, I, I get you,
1: yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, knowing okay from Stranger Things the first season. We just think of Eleven has come out of this lab and then now she has, she has these powers and this mysterious, she doesn't talk and then teach her how to talk and all this stuff. And then we found out all this other stuff about her from the past that we didn't know. We're like, oh, okay. So what right. if considering that Vecna at the point of Stranger Things 1 was already in the upside down, right? So he's already there in Stranger Things yep. One. And he also has connections to the, you know, Bat things and possibly the Demogorgons and whatnot. So if he has a connection to the Demogorgons, maybe he goes after Will because he knows. It, and uses it, that it, demogorgon yeah, to grab Will.
0: That's, that's an interesting theory. You know, I, I wouldn't love that if Will had powers. But um
1: It could be subtle. Yeah, you know? it's
0: interesting. It's interesting.
1: You know, it could be something that just comes out, out of nowhere and you're like, what the hell, Will? And then he's just like, I don't know how I did that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so could- I, and
0: I mentioned this before, but um, I think I told you my theory. But what I really want to happen, and I think it's going to. And if I'm right, I'll be so happy. I, I do think eight is out there. And I do think eight's involved. I don't know if she's going to be on the side of evil or on the side of good. But I do think the end of season, big, re- the big secret end of season reveal is Max is going to go to the therapist after everything happens and talk to her and she's going to leave and they're going to pan into the therapist's face and her nose is going to start bleeding. And you're going to, you're going to see that it's actually number eight and she's making herself look like someone else just to, she's keeping tabs on 11 and all her friends because, uh, she's just wants to be involved you know i don't know whether it's on the side of good or on the side of evil but i i think it's it's coming I think it's
1: good i think she's just a troubled teen kind of thing i don't think she's like yeah mean yeah, yeah. Or yeah.
0: but um, she obviously but guess,
1: got out before you know one got right. together you know tried to killed everybody at the you know, massacred hawkins lab so yep. she obviously got out before then. so maybe you know Maybe one somebody said something like maybe one liked her and helped her escape, but they don't have near enough powers. That, yeah. Their their powers are different. So that's why he kind of liked her. I mean, maybe he thought he could get to her later. I don't know. But that is yeah. interesting. Um, and one thing I want to ask you, because Dr. Brenner shows up. Yeah. How the hell did he survive that Demogorgon attack, you think? From season one. We see the demogorgon yeah, yeah, jump yeah. on him. He's not he's not armed. How the hell does he survive that?
0: I don't know, but what I will say I do like about that is I, I really like the idea of them kind of making Brenner into this like larger than life character, you know, mm-hmm. and like kind of like the Michael Myers, like you can't kill him kind of thing. Like he's just he's supernatural, you know, and I, I kind of like that because Doctor Brenner to me is kind of like the king of all of this, you know, like he is oh, yeah. in a sense. He's like the 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 highest order of character here. You know, he's like responsible for all of it, almost. Mm mm-hmm. um, and so to me, like, and he's been a a key, you know, whether you want to call him a protagonist or an antagonist, whatever, but he's been a huge, huge character since the beginning. So in terms of like overarching story of the entire show. So to me, I love that they do that. Like, you don't know how he survived, you know, like that to me says is cooler than actually explaining it, you know?
1: Yeah. But you know what I just thought of, uh, um, going back to my whole, what if the Demogorgon was after Will because something was saw something in it. The Demogorgon was very consciously aware of Eleven uh, because he kept coming after them in, in the school, was chasing them right. down, you know, yep. and somehow j- maybe jumped on Dr. Brenner to, and maybe just decided not to kill him because he was more interested in Eleven to get Eleven. You know, so maybe that's the possible reason. I don't know. Yeah, um, could, be, could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about how many characters get killed off. Um, do you think another new character like Eddie or Argyle will get killed? Or do you think they're going to, they're just going to pay attention to, you know, all, yeah, the I older characters?
0: I, I do think it's possible Eddie dies. I don't think Argyle will die. I do think it's possible Eddie does. Um, and again, they're, they're so good about like keeping those same like those same patterns every season. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see them saying, OK, you know, season one was Barb. She was our, you know, our token death. Season two was, um, Bob. It was season, Bob, right? Season three was Billy. I can, I can totally see them keeping that same pattern to be like, we need one of the new characters to die. Um, just because that's that's the yeah, way they, write. It,
1: they did that with Chrissy. They did it with the other kid. They already kind of killed some new characters. And yeah, you, kind I guess, of, you got yes. to know Chrissy in the first episode a little bit and you felt bad for her. I was like, is she pregnant? What's going on with her um, yeah, think, <laughs> for a while there? Uh, smoking weed. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I guess you're right. But I do. Th- I think it's uh, probably even more likely than not that Eddie dies. Yeah. Um, by the way, I do have my Hellfire Club shirt on the way. So I'm very excited for oh, it. Oh, good, 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 um, good. Yeah. <laughs> Is it I the one either. I showed
1: you, the the real Hellfire shirt, or the the one that was like the tribute poster?
0: Uh it's the the uh, baseball tee, the rag one.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So
0: hopefully, hopefully it's good quality. I, I ordered it from Amazon. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean um, we have that scene in the trailer for Volume Two where like he's grabbing the guitar off, and you see him like rock jamming
1: out in the upside down, which is totally um, supposed to be a distraction. You know it.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I don't know what's gonna happen, but he he could. Die. he could be a
1: sacrifice in a way but yeah so joseph quinn who plays eddie says that this season will end with total absolute carnage basically that's what he said absolute carnage i'm like oh "Oh, great that means maybe a lot of characters who he could die and other ones could die as well or at least really get hurt to the point of near death you know
0: yeah i do think this season is not going to end well i i don't think i I think there's too much too much um happiness at the end of season three I guess not really Hopper die Hopper supposedly dying. Um, I just, I, I think that they're going to go into season because season five has, to, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. It. I will see what happens.
1: Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Okay. So, you know, let's talk about, um, uh, some, some things that we did see in the new uh, trailer, right? We see that L has one of those collars on like those dog collars with the spikes in it. That would shock you, I guess, or whatever. Um, And I saw that Millie Bobby Brown had said something like she wasn't going to give anything away, but she was like, stuff happens in volume two that's really going to make Elle kind of rise to the occasion, like really bring out her, you know, final girlness, you know attitude and I, that's the reason why I was thinking about Mike I'm like oh that's probably what's gonna happen um
0: uh, the more you talk about it man the more I think you're right and it's am um, I'm not happy I mean <laughs> sorry. I it'll be necessary but I'm not happy I'm 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 glum
1: yeah I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Well, let's let's talk about something a little more fun. All right. So basically there's the whole thing everybody's doing now. There's a whole meme thing going around. Like, what would be your song that would pull you out of Vecna's curse? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to think of what would be your 80s song that would pull you out of Vecna's curse. Cause I could tell you mine now. Mine would totally <laughs> probably most likely be um Take On Me.
0: Nice,
1: nice. So, the whole That's so catchy, <laughs> and I know I'm the picturing
0: lyrics. You, so picture you in the graveyard with like the headphones on, like right. uh,
1: take me
0: on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm picturing. Um, I don't know. It's a great, great question. Let me think for a hot second here. Um,
1: I know you hmm. got some good. I know you got some good ones. So I okay. do. I,
0: my 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 first thought, honestly. Um is Time After Time, Cindy Lauper. Okay. That's, that's that's my first thought because 'cause I'm such a fan of that song. Um but let me that I'm gonna go with that for now because that's really like one of my go-to feel If you want to update,
1: tell me later and I I'll just I'll post about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking I'm looking I have it like a, a like a nineteen eighties song, scroll, scroll, scroll. <laughs> I'm, the top I'm the charts? Right <laughs> um Well, it's okay. I, we'll go with time after time for now. Okay, perfect. you think of another one, we'll come up with another one. All right, um, let's go to – so I have another question. So there's – the Duffer Brothers are talking about they are thinking about a spinoff with a character. It won't be the same story or anything like that. So if there was a spinoff, who should get one? And I ask that because somebody gave the idea – that it should be a Robin and Steve spinoff. And it's a comedy, a workplace comedy where each season they go to a workplace, they screw up, they get fired. They have to go to another one together. And it's just over and over kind of thing, which would be kind of funny. I think, I think that'd be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I think that's excellent. I would definitely watch that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And you, you know, you can have like Dustin pop in and like do his thing. And, um, I think that's a great, great answer. Uh, I, I, I Possibly. of it? I know they are doing spinoffs. Yeah, um,
1: and you know <laughs> if it if it pans into because they said there's probably going to be a time jump in the next season. It's not going to be directly 1987. It could be 89, which I would think they probably would do is probably 89 or something. Yeah, so that yeah. the, the old the kids, the younger kids, are probably like seniors in high school, if anything. So it addresses their their age because they've aged so much. Especially Erica, right. like I was saying, she is not 11. Um, <laughs> she's not 11 years old. I think- No matter what they do for the
0: spinoff, I think Steve has to be involved because I think Steve's the most beloved character in the show, and I think a spinoff would work with him. You know, I can't, I don't know really exactly what else as far as spinoff's concerned. I do think if you have a spinoff, you know, with Steve, it could focus on Steve alone. It doesn't have to be Steve and Robin, but with Steve, you can do so much. You have Nancy involved. Um, yeah. But I do think he is the like the big spin-off character, or you know, and be. even if
1: it wasn't a comedy, if it was still kind of a dark thing and it wasn't exactly Stranger Things, he could go into like the, a government like agent type role because he's the yep. oldest one. Maybe he gets into it and he's been doing this stuff for so long. They're like, hey, you're good at this. Let's hire totally. you. Yeah, yeah. You I, mean, through I, think, school?
0: I think that works. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about all the combinations of characters together, and I, I really – it all comes back to Steve. I think Steve has to be involved because he's, he's – you know, he, he – I feel like no one else can really – Or or Dustin can have his own show. Uh, he Dustin has that magnetism
1: Steve. on screen. It's just you watch yeah, Steve, Dustin, you want to see Dustin what he's going to say. Steve
0: would be a fun show together.
1: That would be fun. That would be fun. Um,
0: but I think you nailed it. I think the best option is the Steve and Robin comedy where they just <laughs> get into trouble.
1: Kind of clerks-like in a way. Kind of <laughs>
0: clerks-like. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that would
1: work. Yeah. Okay, also, I want to know what happened to Dart, because yes. he, did he actually die? No,
0: definitely not. He's around. I don't know if we ever see him again, but he's he's around. He didn't die.
1: He because I would got love for him to show back up, up and, like, show allegiance to Dustin. That would be great. <laughs> that would be a lot of
0: fun. Dart was Save great, him. even though he did kill uh, the cat. The
1: cat's name? Mr. Uh, I have no idea what the cat's name was. Muse? Was it Muse? Yeah, something like that yeah Mr. Muse. Um,
0: so- you killed my cat i'm sorry but you killed my cat
1: yeah. <laughs> That's great hockey sticks it into the yeah that was really cool and i like yeah. that and i hope maybe I, I really do want to kind of see dark because dark just kind of left like we just got rid of dark
0: yeah. yeah i think he's around i think he's doing his thing in the upside down um i don't think we see him again
1: yeah maybe he i don't know i would love to see him
0: maybe in the war you know in season five dark dark shows up maybe they'll
1: get a demogorgon on their side
0: Yeah, yeah, be awesome. They can
1: talk to. Um, Now, do you think Eleven has other powers, or can open gates to other dimensions besides the Upside Down?
0: (laughs) I think she can, yes, but I don't think she will. I think this show will be about the Upside Down. I think maybe at the end of season five, like there's still a gate opened or something along those lines. But I don't think that we'll we'll get any other dimension going on in.
1: Do you think she yeah. can do anything else other than move things with her mind and and go into other dimensions? Do you think maybe she can do what she doesn't know that she can do? Maybe she can do stuff like Number Eight can and do illusions or maybe
0: maybe that's a good good
1: or telepathy talking to people with her mind. Yeah, kind yeah, of uh, that'd be kind maybe. of
0: Yeah, I think she's definitely capable of more than she's you know than we've seen so far. And we've seen her powers grown. You know, they they've they've definitely progressed throughout mm-hmm. the season. So um I, I definitely think that's possible. Yeah. I don't I know like why. I
1: would like her to be able to use her powers without having a nosebleed.
0: <laughs> I will say this, I am very glad. One of my fears for the show when they 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 didn't do this at all. When they introduced number eight, I was a little scared that like, you know, when eight showed that she could, you know, make people see what you wanted them to see. I I thought that was cool, but my, I was a little nervous and scared that they were going to go like X-Men route and like have all these different numbers with different powers. Mm -hmm. And that to me was not the route I wanted the show to go
1: because to me,
0: that's like, that that was like, that's like um, American Horror Story Coven. You remember American Horror Story Coven? Oh yeah. They all all had their own
1: specified witch power.
0: Yeah. It was like, it felt like X-Men to me, you know, it didn't really feel like a unique show. Um, this, like, I, I'm glad it didn't go in that direction because I wouldn't have wanted them to all have these different powers. I'm glad it's just this telekinesis power that they have. And again, we don't really know what's going on with eight, but like having the one, the one character that can do different things, I'm okay with. But if they all start having like these different abilities, I'm not a big fan of that. You know, it's been yeah, done.
1: I agree. Um, I agree. I think yeah, I think it would have been it would have been muddled down the whole. Uh, 11's impact wouldn't have been as great. Had there been others that could do all these different things like teleporting and all the, you know, stuff like that, which maybe she can teleport. That'd be kind of neat. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: I'm all for <laughs> 11 having all these different powers. I'm just glad it's not everybody, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. So one last thing that I wanted to do with you, yes. I know I jumped right into that, but, um, okay, I found these buzzfeed cl- quizzes on who in stranger things for you would be. Okay. Lay it on me. So uh, I have choose from number one or number two, because there's different quizzes. Two. Two? Okay. So we're going to go to the one that says, we'll only reveal which stranger things for character you are if you simply answer these questions. Okay. All right. So here's one. If you wear one color the rest of your life, what would it be? Green or yellow? Is, it a ra- is rainbow a color? Black or pink? <laughs> uh, black. Okay. So we got black. Someone you just met is in trouble. Would you help them? Yeah, of course. Only if someone else helps me first. If they're not lame, I might. Depends on how good of a person they are.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, of course. Okay. What's your favorite after school work or after work activity? Chilling with your friends, cheerleading, playing board games, or roller skating? Board games. Board games. Okay. Someone just told you that there's an alternate version of your town that has monsters in it. What's your reaction? (laughs) Oh, dope. Wait, what? I already knew that. No, there's not. It's all in my head. You're weird and a liar. Oh, dope! Wait, what? That's in to get me Argyle watch. That's a totally new oh, okay. Argyle. <laughs> Which Stranger Things character would you date? Eden, Eddie. I'm not interested in anyone or Chrissy.
0: Eden, Eddie. Who's Eden? Is that the? Is that? Uh...
1: I think it might be um, uh, Susie's sister. Eden. Oh,
0: okay. Eden, Eddie. None or. Um... Or Chrissy? Uh,
1: Chrissy. Chrissy. Okay. Which genre of music do you listen to the most? Pop, metal, reggae, or classical? Metal. Okay. And finally, what's your favorite movie? Back to the Future. Any low-budget indie film, Dazed and Confused, or Mean Girls? Low-budget indie film. Okay. And you got got Eddie. I got Eddie, too. Oh, nice. All right. We both got Eddie. So that's awesome. We're both oh, yeah. Eddie. It says, Eddie, you're extremely charismatic to a select group. However, a lot of people will consider you weird or strange. Your friends <laughs> have are very loyal and would do anything for you. You're into things that might that others might consider nerdy or lame. But you have friends who will do things who will do those things with you. You have an edgier sense of style, but it works for you. And it's that picture <laughs> of him sticking his tongue out with the. the oh, nice. nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. So I'll I'll actually I'll share these quizzes because there's only like two of them I th- that I found on BuzzFeed and I'm sure you can find them if you I just look I up Stranger did Things one for like
0: last week and I think I got Eddie also
1: <laughs> it might have been the same one I don't know it might have been I don't know but yeah it was it was fun you know I thought that'd be cool I'm excited yeah, I can't fun. wait for part two or volume you two do. to come that out really... and I want to hear from you after you watch it I know you'll be busy but at least like message me or something and tell me what that's you thought great.
0: absolutely we'll do I, and one, one, one of these seasons we'll we'll get our watch party together
1: one day well one of these seasons we'll only have one left no, um, <laughs> or even the spinoff oh yeah the spinoff too always whatever spin-off, a spinoff it might be the, hopefully the there and will be spinoff then yeah and maybe they'll have a really cool like 90s opening I don't know what they would yes. do but <laughs> yes, <totally. laughs> well thank you Robbie for coming on and talking with me today about Stranger Things 4 and volume one And um, everybody, if you want to check out Robbie, he is at Robbie miles one, four, four, five on Twitter. Correct. Yeah. And, and your Robbie miles books. That's correct. Yeah. On Instagram. So make sure you find him there because he's awesome. He has some middle grade books that are out. The first one was don't call it all. And the second one was the time watchers. So it's a great Halloween based uh, monster it kind of has an upside-down feel to it a little bit. A little bit um, yeah.
0: I, I had such a great time, man. Thank you for having me. Um, and, you know, I, I love coming on here anytime, man. It was, it was a blast.
1: Thanks, man. And hey, anybody wants to uh, pitch in and like help me and Robbie meet up in person?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, right. On, one day it'll, it'll happen. Need some man. tickets. <laughs> I, I got a couch with your name on it, man. There you go. We'll do that. We'll get there someday. We'll get there. I need. I need. A, I need a good New Yorker's tour of the city. That's that's for sure. Got
0: you covered, man.
1: <laughs> well, thank you again, Robbie, and for everybody else listening, you can reach me at Dustin underscore Holden on Twitter or at DustinCanRead on Instagram or DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming on. Dustin, Dustin can watch.
0: Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Tim. And we're the hosts of Grading the Nerd.
1: So What do we talk about on Grading the Nerd? Well, a little bit of everything. We cover movies, music, TV shows, getting into other things like books and video games also. What do you think of them, Zach? They're
0: all trash.
1: Oh, I think they're <laughs> glorious, my friend. <laughs> so it's a comedic take as we review these and have vastly different opinions on most things.
0: That's uh, grading the Nerd. Come find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and other platforms.